Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Psalms season, and we have had a great two weeks. Um, Phil led us in wonderfully in our first week. Um, Second week, Tim and Tracy did a fantastic job. And I just love what God does with all of this, because this morning, actually, where I'm going to take us pretty much follows on from Tim and Tracy. And I was just, when I was listening to them, I'm like, this is amazing. We haven't planned it like this. We've got, we've just been asked to share our favorite psalm or thought from a psalm and it just follows on so well. So I'm excited about that because I think, God, you are doing something through this series in us. So my favorite psalm, and it was a bit, there's two that have actually a scripture in a psalm that have lived in me for many, many years, that I would say have been key verses in my life that have just helped me to just be um, be who I am today. And so it, it was one of the two. Now, the first choice, somebody else had taken, so that's it. Okay, it's this one, God. And I just sensed this morning that there's a reason that I'm meant to share this with us. And it's from Psalm 90 and verse 12, and I'll read to you in the Living Bible. And it says it this way, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. So the psalmist tells us to number our days. Many of you will remember that lovely old song, count your blessings, name them one by. You know, do you think the psalmist means that? Count your blessings? Teach us to number our days. So where I first took this, and this was a, a scripture that really challenged me in my late 20s, um, that I started to just ponder on this thought. So I, I started to make a list of special days. Perhaps the psalmist means that. You know, if you're teaching me to number, would you want me to number my eat, sleep, work, repeat days? No, probably not. That's where my thinking went. So I wrote down all my special days when I got married, when we had children, when I was promoted. You know, all those days where you would say are special and I looked at my bit of paper, and, and I add to them each year. We've had Nathan's wedding this year, Jordan's wedding this year, my family's wedding, so they go on my list. I'm still at less than 100 special days. So perhaps the psalmist doesn't mean just the special days. So then I looked at how many days have I actually lived, and it is 19,800. 160. I'm 54 in case you're trying to work it out. 19,860. And out of those, I've got a piece of A4 paper like that that is special days. So I don't think the psalmist meant just the special days. You see, is there a thought here that every day we need to count every day? We need to make it count. Is that what the psalmist is trying to tell us? You see, we use this phrase around Arena Church, which is our vision of know God, find freedom, freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. You see, when we make every day count, 
are we more likely to make a difference in that day? See, make a difference is not just a statement we make, it's a value we live by. <laughs> it's something that I feel, that we feel as Arena Church, is for all, every one of us here, the reason our day should be counted is that there's an intentionality, and we should make every day count. You see, when we're just looking forward to the next big thing, it's like we're pushing ahead to what's next. And actually, I feel what God is saying through this scripture is, hey, what about today? What about this day? Are are we just, come on, how many of us are counting the days down to our holidays? You know, come on, let's be honest. (laughs) Hey, I'm with you. (laughs) I'm with you. We've got a great holiday lined up at the end of the year, and I'm so looking forward to it. There's nothing wrong in that. But I'm not going to just waste these next few months and think that's what's important. Today is important. Today is a day that God wants us to make a difference and is important in heaven. You see, when we count something, it's an active thing, not just a passive thing. There's an activity you are counting one, two, three. We're counting. We're, you see, I've heard this phrase, and, and, and you know, over our lives, that, that it just happened to me. It, 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 it's sort of out of my hands. And I understand there are certain things in our lives that are out of our hands. But what about the things that we do have control over? Because this statement has lived with me, and it's that you are a um, participator in your life and not a spectator. (laughs) And God says when we are participating in our life, we take control, we make it count, we are intentional about our days. How many of us, perhaps don't put your hand up for this one, but we set goals in January. I, I love, I love setting a goal. I, I love a good goal. <laughs> I love it when I achieve it. I'm not so keen when I don't achieve it. Apparently, by February, there's only a low percentage of people that actually are still going for their goals when they've set them in the new year. Low percentage in the teens that actually are still hitting their goals. And, and sometimes we think that actually you look on at what other people are doing and we want that, but we sort of make excuses why I can't do it. Well, that's not for me. That's just for them. It's, it's okay for them, but it's not for me. I, I'm going to just be very open and honest and a little bit vulnerable with you now. I had a goal on my list every January that was there for years, years. And I'm not saying I've nailed this goal now, but just as an example to try and help us. So every January, look down my goals. Did I achieve it last year? How am I doing? And one of my goals was, and it was just a stirring within me, something that I kept thinking I wanted to do. I wanted to get better at reading. You know, and my goal was to read a book a month. I have not managed it for years. (laughs) Years. (laughs) I've just not, every time I sit down to read, I fall asleep. 
Oh, I'm like, I'm tired, God, you know. And, and the reason I want to read, I'm not just talking about, you know, it's good to read. I go on holiday. I'm able to read when I'm on holiday. But those books that I know help me develop as a person, those books that are going to help me uh, lead better, those helps that are going to do my job better, those helps, those books that are going to help me in my work life better, all of that. And so the beginning of this year, I'm like, right, this goal has been on my list too many times. So I went to Audible where you can listen. I'm in the car driving 40 minutes every week. I thought, that's the way I'm going to nail this goal. I'm just going to listen to it in the car. And I've been ticking it off since January. Book a month. Done it. Done it. Done it. And I've, I've attained some of that information. I was feeling quite pretty. You know, I've managed to do it. And I'm thinking, how much of this information have I attained as I've been listening? And I have some, but I still felt, mm, it's not quite right. I'm still not doing what I'm meant to do. I was then in a meeting uh, a little while ago, and Lisa was sharing, and Christian asked her, Lisa, how many books a month are you reading? And the wisdom coming out of Lisa was like, wow, this is amazing. You know, we're just soaking it all in. And she said, about four or five a month. And I'm like, now, there's no, listen, there's no condemnation in any of that. I, don't, I didn't feel condemned. But what I wanted to do was learn from Lisa. <laughs> So the next day, I said to Elisa, would you help me with this? Do you find reading easy? No. Do you have to make yourself do it? Yes. And, and you see, the perception can be, Lisa says that in a meeting, and I can go away and think, it's all right for Lisa. She's a fast reader. It's how God made her to be. I use that as an excuse when inside of me, I know I've got to do better. And so I learned from Lisa. She put some things, uh, gave me some guidance, put it in place. I went to somebody who's further along in the journey than me. And I'm pleased to report, and I went back to Lisa and told her this, I've read five books this month. Now, some have been audible, and some have been because because I've been on holiday, but the point being, I've managed five books this month. That's unusual for me. But what I'm saying is, guys, apply that to your life. What is on your list that you know is a stirring within? Stop making excuses. Go to the people who are a bit further along the journey than you and say, hey, you're doing okay in this area. Would you help me? Somebody texted me yesterday morning and said, I'm struggling in this area. Would you help me? Would you tell me what you do? I felt so privileged that they would come to me and ask and say, would you help me in this area? Now, none of us are experts all the time, but we're there to help each other, aren't we? There needs to be an intentionality about those stirrings in our heart. You see, there's dreams and goals in all of us. That God says, it's not late, it's not dead, it's not over, it's not new. But if today you determine this day is going to make it count, then I believe from this service onwards that you can start putting some of these things in place that you feel over and over and over again you've tripped. Over and over again you've fallen. God says, come on, pick yourself up, start again, be intentional about this day, because God says, teach me to number my days so that I will know how to spend them. What is God saying to you? You see, it says in the amplified version, it puts it this way, teach us to number our days that we may cultivate and bring to you a heart of wisdom. I looked up that word cultivate. 
Because to me, that's a doing word. <laughs> that, that's a, an active an active word. It says in the Cambridge Dictionary, cultivate means to try to develop and improve something. To try to develop. How many of us this morning would say, hey, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I'm not bothered about improving or self-development rubbish. I'm just happy as I am. I believe every single one of us in here, there's, there's a desire. There's not a striving, but there's a desire within us where God is saying, hey, I love you where you are but there's more. I love what you're doing right now, but there's more. I love that you are on this path, but I've got a wider path for you. Those dreams, those goals that are within you, it's not too late. Come on, let's go again. Do you sense that this morning? Do you sense that God is just speaking to you and stirring something within you? I looked up what a cultivator, you know those machines that go out and cultivate the soil I looked up what the function of a cultivator was. It says the main function of the cultivator is to prepare the seed bed for the crop to be planted, to bury residue, to control weeds, and to mix and incorporate the soil to ensure the growing crop has enough water and nutrients. I'm like, wow, is that cultivation... A little bit more than God, than, than just reading it and, and skimming over it. And I, I just pondered on it. You see, there's, there's a few things that the cultivator does. It prepares the soil. What are you doing to prepare your heart for what God is saying to you? It buries the residue. You see, sometimes we live with the residue of the past. Okay, I've messed up there, so... You know, I've messed up my goal of not being able to read, so I just can't read. I'm just too slow a reader. We just make excuses. We just accept it. But we say, no, I'm going to bury that residue. I feel God is saying to me something in this season, and I'm not going to make excuses. Isaiah 54 puts it this way. Forget the former things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And God says, no matter what you've done in the past... Today is a new day. Forget the former. I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? This morning, God wants to open your eyes. Say, would you perceive what I want to do through you? Would you perceive the opportunities that are before you? Would you perceive the dream and the goals that I've got over your life? Do you perceive it? You see, God isn't in love with the former version of you. God is in love with you right now. God isn't waiting for you to be better. God is waiting for you to talk to him and cry out to him right now. You see, we think that God has got favorites. And and we joke, I love to say God's, I'm a favorite of God's. But actually... We're all God's favorites. He shines down on us. He loves us. He loves you where you are. Forget the former. I'm doing a new thing. The other thing the cultivator does is it controls the weeds. What are you doing to control the weeds of your life? The company you keep. The things you watch. The things you read. How you spend your day. What you give priority to in your life. Those things that you know are choking you, that are not allowing you to be all God's called you to be. The weeds around you. And also the cultivator, 
ensures the soil has sufficient water and nutrients. The breath of God, the water of God, the word of God, ensuring that we are in good soil. Are you around people who encourage you, who call out the more in you? Are you in a small group? This is why we encourage people to be in small groups because we believe in those places. We call out the best in each other. We're there for each other. We shoulder each other. We say, hey, I see you're struggling. I'm going to stand with you. We feed our soil well by putting it in good ground. So this morning, there's just three areas I just believe God wants us to give priority to. Firstly, and these are all things that I've endeavored to put into my life, have been a massive, massive help to me. Prioritize each day time with God. For me, it's got to start with God. You see, what sets me up for my day is time with God. We've heard it a million and one times before, but are we doing it? When I first started hearing about this in my late 20s, when I got serious about being a Christian, about serious, about making a difference, I used to sit on the corner of my bath. (laughs) You know, getting up early when you're in your 20s and you've you've been up all night with two young kids and you're tired is hard, isn't it? It's just, I'm not a morning person. That's fine. But find a time in your day where you get alone with God. Prioritize your day with God. It's got to start there. What is God saying to you right now? You see, Matthew 6 verse 33 says, Seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. What are the things in your life that you're you're crying out to God for? Seek him first and all these things will be added. I love what it says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 and it's in the, the message version. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life your sleeping your eating your going to work your walking around life and place it before God embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do don't become so well adjusted to the culture that you fit in instead fix your attention on God you'll be changed from the inside out. You see, that's all God wants. It's nothing complicated. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your eating, your sleeping, place it before God. So when you're going into that meeting, hey God, just help me. When you wake up that morning, Father, I've got all those jobs to do. Would you help me? Father, I'm struggling in this area. Would you give me somebody that can help me with that? God, I've messed up again. Would you forgive me? God says, just come to me. Talk to me. I love where Kev led us this morning from Hebrews in chapter 4. Just approach the throne of grace. God is eagerly waiting for us. So firstly, prioritize each day with God. Secondly, prioritize your big rocks. Now, you've probably all been thinking... What is this here for? Now, many of you have seen Blue Peter, and this is my little Blue Peter preparation demonstration here right before you. Can you all see okay over there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so in here, in my little, my little glass vase here, 
hope this, hope this works, um, is rubble. All the rubble. All the rubble of stuff in our lives. All the, the things that probably we don't see as priority, but we, we do. You know, we can waste time sometimes. How many of you have those days where you think, I really don't know what I did today. <laughs> I feel like I've just, just wasted it. You know, we've probably sat on Facebook for a little bit longer than we should. We've probably just sat, you know, can't be bothered, thought, no, we all have days like that. I had a great day yesterday, Sabbath, rest, chilled. We need those days when it's calmer. But the other six days, there's the rubble of our lives that if we put that in first, then the big rocks, what are the big rocks? The, the things that should be a priority over our lives, my, my family, uh, my, my time with God, um, I've got a big job at work, so that's going to take extra priority. Um, I, I need to do a bit of diet and exercise, and that's important. Um, I want to do a bit of reading, and oh, I really want to do some healthy baking and all of that. And, and then we try and put it in and we put the lid on. Oh, no, it doesn't fit. It's not all getting in there. Okay, let me rethink this. Okay. When Judah saw these on the table yesterday, he went, Mama, what are you doing with Grandpa's golf balls? <laughs> I'm like, sweetheart, it's all right, don't worry. I think he thought they were going and then he can't play golf tomorrow when he comes round. Okay, so, prioritize your big rocks. What should go in first? Okay, time with God. Family time, important to me. My, my work and meeting with the team. I want to meet with the team because we've got that big thing, that big job we're doing, and it's important to meet with them. And, and uh, health exercise, I need to work out. Healthy eating, Baking, cooking, reading, big rocks in there. Okay, all the other stuff around is going to work. <laughs> Please, Lord. <laughs> and then all the other stuff that goes around it. Now, it all fits in. Glad that worked. You see, this morning, what is God stirring in our lives that we're not giving it the attention that it needs? There's something I believe that God is stirring all of us right now. Because if you've got all this nailed, you're doing fantastically well. Well done. Some of you may have. But other things God is saying, hey, that priority needs to be a little higher on your list. That family time, that health and exercise. I've joined the gym this week and uh, I've always exercised. I just feel the importance, I feel the health benefit of it. But I knew my, my exercise routine needed a bit of a boost. So I've endeavoured to just lift the level with that again. And what is God saying to, to us this morning? prioritize your big rocks. So last week, I had the privilege of speaking about this at our Mansfield campus and was pleased to say that 
numbers and scores of people responded at the end and it was good to see that God was challenging hearts and lives because that's the ultimate aim this morning that we all leave here feeling encouraged and and be better for for our days ahead and two beautiful guys I'd actually not seen them before um came to me after the service and they they said thank you thank you for that we we now know what one of our priorities should be I went well do you mind sharing with me what is it he went well you see, Sunday mornings isn't a priority in our diary. <laughs> and uh, my little girl came and woke me up this morning at 10 o'clock and said, Daddy, Hoppers uh, hop nine, Daddy, if you don't get up now, we're not going to make it to church. <laughs> a little child shall lead them. <laughs> this little girl had said to her, Daddy, we need to go to church. And he'd been, and he'd been challenged, and God had spoken to him. And he said, if we hadn't have come this morning, I wouldn't have heard this. And I wouldn't have been able to go away. And I feel so much better. Thank you. Is Sunday mornings a priority in our calendar? What is God saying to us this morning? Because I know everything God wants for you is for a better you, is for a stronger you, is for a fuller you, is for, as Anne would say, a bigger jacket you. What is God saying to you this morning? Have you got your big rocks in place? And finally, thirdly, prioritize in balance. (laughs) You see, even when we've got our big rocks, and I've got about six, I think, that I've put on my list, if one of my big rocks is work, and it is, and yet actually I overwork, that is not good. (laughs) You see, even with our, what are our priorities, they need to be in balance. I had the privilege a few years ago of going to the um, Uh, In Bradford, the Mercy Ministries home, um, which uh, some of you may know is headed up by Nancy Alcorn. She started it in America, and it's for women with addictions. And I went into the home, and they'd got this beautiful gym area. It was spotless. It was beautiful. And I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. They're obviously wanting everybody to be healthy and strong. And I said to one of the ladies, I I presume all the women have to do a, a regular workout. And she went, oh, no. Some of the women... That's their problem. (laughs) They're addicted to exercise and we've had to stop them doing it because actually they're so out of balance, it's not good for them. That that's what they have got to do. They're out of balance, even though for most of us that could be a good thing. You see, work's a good thing, but if that's all we do, if we overwork, then that's not good. You see, time on holiday is important, but if we're forever on holiday, that's not good. What is God saying? What are our big rocks? Are they in balance, guys? Are they in balance? You see, the reason God commanded us to have a Sabbath was because he knew our tendency would be to keep going and striving and doing. But he said, one day a week, I command you to just stop and rest. It's balance. And come to me recharge your batteries. I was horrified recently to hear on the news that people are now not taking holidays 
they don't go away anymore or they just don't do it. Now, I understand if we can't afford to go away, that's, you know, doing other things. But guys, take your holidays. We need that time to just recharge our batteries. God doesn't want us to work, 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 work. It's out of balance. You see, all of this is about an intentionality over our lives. It's where we started. Make every day count. It's not just looking forward to the next big thing. God is saying in this day, would you prioritize what is important to you in this day? Would you forget what's happened before? Would you not just keep looking to a former, uh, sorry, a future version of yourself? And would you say, hey, God, in this day, I'm going to take my everyday, ordinary life, and I'm going to lay it before you on the altar. Come on, let's just bow our heads.